Welcome to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, back refreshed after an Easter break. Uh, and I have two wonderful colleagues eager to work off all their chocolate energy uh, with a deep dive into the week's news. So let's say a big hello to Deputy Editor Tim Burke and Offices Reporter Shante Bahitigay. How are you both doing this week? I um, I forgot to eat my Easter egg this weekend, so I've still got it. I've got a Ferrero Rocher one from um, that I bought in Lidl. Someone, someone's um, been spoiling you, <laughs> Mr. Huge. Ambassador. And it's got six um, Ferrero Rochers. Ferrero Rochers? Ferrero Rocher. What's the plural of Rocher? Rocher? Rochers. Rochers. I think Rochers sounds Six nice. Ferrero Rochers, isn't it? Nice. I think that's it's quite tough. nice. Drags out Easter a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's like um, like saving some of your Christmas presents to open yeah, exactly. in the afternoon. Only more to do with Easter. That's standard practice, Only, no? Yeah. I do that every year. Mm. And the, the kids, Tim, have they, have they been so uh, cautious with their Easter eggs? Oh, no, they've had so much. They had um, they had massive blocks of, like, um, what are they called? Mini egg chocolate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Pinder egg stuff. It's addictive. It's really good it's as well. really good. They put it in little bags that you can reseal <laughs> as if you're not going to eat it all in one go. Exactly. <laughs> no, they, they stuff their little faces, bless them. Good. Anyway, Good. Shante, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Now I want chocolate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess they're, they're back at school tomorrow, Tim? Um, yes, had, I had to think about it then for a minute. Keep going with the pretending it's actually Sunday thing. Yes, they're back in school tomorrow. <laughs> That's back right. in school tomorrow on That's Monday, right. which is tomorrow. The day <laughs> after today, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and is uh, is that a good uh, you know is that a welcome thing for you or it it will be because I have spent the last week um covering EG's uh, early morning That's morning right, roundup yeah. um shift which means getting up sometime between 4 and 5 a.m. to read all the nationals and write about what's going on in them and then convincing myself that I'm absolutely fine because I've had a few cups of coffee and everything just feels great and I found a new rhythm for my life and then by about <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon just not being able to function whatsoever <laughs> but still having to go home and pretend that I'm interested in Fortnite and Pokemon and whatever other crap the kids are talking about that day so I can't wait for them to be back in school uh, and w w big stories to keep you going on those early mornings this week um or was it quite quiet no, a fair bit. A fair, there's been a fair bit going on, and we're starting to get a lot of um, lot of trading updates and numbers coming out of all the 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 listed prop codes. And this is obviously we've talked about this before. This feels like it's getting to be that time where you start to realise just how tricky things have got for mm. um, for a lot of names. So no, enough to keep me enough to keep me busy. Um, Pre the sun coming up. And certainly a big story uh, for Shantae this week. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with you properly as we dig in, dig into the, the, the real meat and potatoes of what we've got to talk about, um, because you have quite the headline. Uh, London office move deals hit all time high. Now, I don't know about yes. for Tim, but for me, that's put the octopusy bond theme in my head. Uh, but it <laughs> uh, uh, but it sounds like um, the figures to back up that kind of headline must be a pretty big deal. So talk us through how uh, how that all time high has been reached. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you know, we love to cover the kind of glossy deals and the big, you know, 30,000 square foot plus requirements. Um, and the numbers don't lie. We all love a substantial deal. But as we've mentioned a couple of times in recent months on the podcast, um, smaller leasing deals have been somewhat a factory line of late and have kind of pushed the London office market to new heights. 
recently. So um, in the sub 25,000 square foot category, deals have seen uh, an increase of almost 60% year on year, Mm -hmm. which in conjunction with the drop in deals over 100,000 square foot paints quite an interesting picture of the market um, of late, I think. And so we kind of dove into Cushman's London Moves, which was formerly their Movers and Shakers report, um, but it's now <laughs> London Moves. <laughs> um, no more shakers, now, only movers. No more shakers. No. It'll always be movers and shakers for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that report kind of emphasised that and it showed that 590 companies had signed new office space in 2022, 63 of which were new entrants to the market. And there was an even spread across the city and the West End for that. Um, but then there were some highlights like the East End saw the highest number of occupiers since 2016. So they had three new occupiers, including Kadans as sort of standout occupiers. Um, but I think probably what was the most interesting part was the duality and what's happening in the market. Um, as despite a record number of tenants moving to larger premises, I think it was 377. Um, not all the businesses are scaling up. So we saw 96 businesses had contracted their space. So there was around 2 million square foot of space lost across the market. And we're talking the likes of GSK, Citigroup, Hogan Lovells, they were all downsizing. Mm. And that was mirrored in the sub 25,000 square foot market, which had 78 consolidations with the manufacturing, energy and banking and finance sectors kind of driving the whole trend. Mm -hmm. So. yeah, it was really interesting stuff. And I think it's probably also worth highlighting that some of the hot new areas um, that were pointed out in the report. Mm-hmm. So um, it said that both South Bank and Hammersmith are emerging clusters, which have seen an uptake in leasing. So they're possibly areas for people to watch in the coming months. Mm. And do, do you think that that trend for uh, downsizing is something that will continue mm-hmm. throughout the year? Yeah, absolutely. That's certainly what I'm hearing. Um, but I think, again, it depends who, who you ask. Um, mm. Some of the bigger tech occupiers, obviously, we're seeing a lot of downsizing going on there. But I think people are being smarter in the space that they're taking now. So people are just taking smaller requirements right off the bat rather than mm-hmm. taking more space and then deciding yep. they want to downsize down the line. So they're taking smaller, you know, yeah, taking less mm. space and then deciding that they want to exercise an expansion option for example yeah. rather than okay. yeah rather than the reverse so I think it's people are becoming a bit more wise to the space that they need mm-hmm. but then I have spoken to some agents who've who've sort of said well actually we're we're seeing people have downsized and are now going back on it and saying that they need more space so we're doing smaller requirements for them in other places so um I think it remains to be seen but I think occupiers are erring on the side of caution at the moment and taking less space given the whole hybrid working situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And uh, Tim, uh, you're still working your way through the many uh, interviews and discussions uh, that were carried out <laughs> with him. Uh, and uh, th- this week you've been sharing uh, with readers the details of your discussion with uh, Duncan Owen uh, at the conference oh. in, in EG interview form. And as, as if on a, a bank holiday trip to B&Q together to make some rather questionable decorating choices, you, <laughs> you were talking about shades of dark green and brown. Dark, yeah, um, I didn't know <laughs> so where you were going about that. It. I was really confused. I just looked across at Shanta like, what are we doing? What is this? That was good. You had a Sold. 
Um, yeah, this is, by the way, good point. We have been working through a lot of the um, a lot mm. of the content from Mipim. I think this is the last bit. I think this is the final hurrah <laughs> from um, from all of the Mipim stories. But this, yeah, this week's EG interview is um, a conversation that I had uh, there at Mipim on stage with Duncan Owen, who um, most people will probably still think of as former um, global head of real estate for Schroders. He's now um, he's now got various other um, role since he um, since he left there. Uh, he's coming in as the chairman of Workspace Group, the flex office company, and uh, he's chair of Seller now as well, which he's been advising for a couple of years. And yeah, we were talking about, um, well, it's re it really ties to what Shante's been saying about what it takes to get um, to get your office space leased, uh, what tenants want from their workplace, particularly in terms of ESG factors. And Duncan doesn't just want these things to be green, as you say, he wants them to be dark green, which is pushing it all as 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 far as you can in terms of sustainability, certification and, and sort of various other various other metrics. What I thought was really interesting here was getting into some of the sums behind the schemes. So he um, he makes the point that there's probably only about 10 percent of London office stock that really ticks the boxes tenants are looking for in terms of uh, ESG credentials. And so we started talking about what happens to the rest of that space. And if you're thinking as an investor, I could pick it up and improve it, what kind of sums are you having to do to work out whether that's actually going to be viable or not? And the um, sort of the numbers, the numbers that he suggested, so he said that you could, you could find some offices where you need to do some work to get them up to scratch and maybe you'd be looking at spending 70 pounds per square foot to do it mm -hmm. in older worse offices you could be looking at um well he said basically as much as it would cost you to build that building from scratch at which point mm -hmm. it just becomes a case of um is there any is there any chance of you making a return on it so he said that um he and his team had looked at a site in the city in London and a site in Paris. And for both of those, by the time you factored in the financing costs, all the different fees and what it would take to retrofit them, you'd be looking at 300 pounds a square foot. And he said, I, as, as he put it, I've built offices in central London for less than that. So it just underlines, again, we've, we've both talked about it on this podcast before, um, the likelihood of some of these assets just becoming quote unquote stranded. There's nothing yeah. you can, there's nothing you can do with them. Um, Duncan's big point was the only way you, you make that work is for values to plummet, which mm. to be fair, we're already seeing signs of, but he said, if you, if you were to make an assumption that you could pick up a building that needed that amount of work for 20, 25% less than you would have paid for it a year ago, you can probably still make make those sums work, and that's just going to end up, I think, being another factor that starts pushing these um, pushing these prices down. Uh, and that's, I'm sure, something that you'll both be uh, keeping on top of uh, for us uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Can I wait? <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, years as our uh, cities become ever more problematic. Um, another major development this week uh, is uh, gender pay gap reporting. Uh, and it seems that the overall picture is that um, the gap is shrinking to an extent in real estate, but the sector still lags um, way behind the UK national average. And indeed, the world of real bricks uh, is left badly in the shade 
by the kings of plastic bricks Lego. Uh, now, our fearless leader, Sam McClary, uh, in her inimitable uh, leader this week, has been digging into the figures and, and in a wider exploration as well. So uh, sadly, Sam's not with us today to talk about that. But Tim, uh, I'm sure she's she's discussed it with you and she's she's shared her frustrations with you. So what, what has she what has she found? We talk about Lego probably <laughs> once a week. <laughs> at least. Um, at least. <laughs> Look, you're you're right. I think um, digging through these numbers, real estate has technically improved. So you've got um, you've got a, um, a mean, a national mean average uh, for the gender pay gap of fourteen point nine percent. The advisory sector in real estate is double that, so it's twenty nine percent. But that is that is still an that's still an improvement on where it was a year before. I think there was only one big name that um, that comes in below the national average. That was CBRE, where it was um, where it was twelve point four. But I think it, it it becomes obvious looking at those stats how much work there still is to do within the industry. Um, Sam's got some really good insights in, in in the piece that you're mentioning. So lots of lots of big names. Uh, talked us through the kind of measures that they've been taking to try to improve this. So you've got companies like Bidwell's, um, Savills and and CBRE sort of sharing some of their best practices they've seen at some initiatives that they've put in place um, around removing barriers for for women within their companies, um, providing sort of mentoring and coaching that um, that helps individuals, you know, climb the corporate ladder perhaps more effectively than they once might have been able to, um, different ways to identify talent and lift it within um within companies but then as you say the real um the real standout was lego with mm. lego with an with a with a, a gender pay gap of half a percent 0.5 mm. um there are a lot of things to love lego for so that just gets added i guess that gets added to the list yeah yeah and as, as we always say if, you, if you're listening out there uh the lego leadership you know by all means get in touch come and tell us come and share your wisdom about how you've how you've done that and any any other insights you know, they, they they must have hundreds of insights into real estate. They they'll, they'll have so many insights, won't they? Probably promotional gifts that they can share. Just loads Almost of things. certainly. Yeah. Loads of things. That, that, so just so, yeah, just so, drop us a line. Drop us a line. So big up Lego. Okay, great. Thank you both. Uh, so no quiz this week. I'm going to ease you guys uh, back in gently, and I'm going to ease the listeners back in gently as well. We can't have too much excitement too quickly uh, <laughs> after after a week off. But uh, we since we have not one. But two would be DJs in our midst because people, people, uh, regular listeners to the podcast have, have long been aware of, of Tim's uh, prodigious music buying. Uh, and uh, last time you were both on, uh, Tim revealed that Shante was, had actually revealed quite some DJing skills at MIPIM. So I thought I would ask you today just to, 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 offer some recommendations to our listeners for some cool Sunday afternoon listening uh, for who I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you agree. Our audience w- will undoubtedly be a very hip bunch. So mm. I think they can, you know, oh, but sure. I think we, we should, we shouldn't just make this a one-off throwaway suggestion. So I think what we should do is we should take your suggestions and, and start a new EGLSM Spotify playlist. And every time you're on, you'll make a new recommendation we can add to that playlist. I think that's brilliant. I think you have had a lot of good ideas over the years, but I think this could be your greatest yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
So right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go let first. I'm gonna let Shante. Should we rock paper scissors? Let... <laughs> I think he's picked you. Oh, am I going first? I'm gonna let Shante throw down the gauntlet and see if Ooh. Tim can can. How can many selections it. are we giving? Is it just one? Mm. Yeah, one. Yeah, we'll add one each every time you're on. Ooh. How many did you think you were doing? I don't know. I, I could go on forever. My playlist is like 14 hours, so we we could be here a while. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll do a special episode at some point. But, uh, <laughs> just for today, what's what's what 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 what, what have you been spinning regularly I recently? I have somewhat rediscovered this song. I loved it the first time I heard it, and mm. I've been listening to it a lot again recently. So I'm going to go with two pack changes. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> strong, that, that was involuntary. <laughs> it's a strong, strong opener from Shante. What's Tim got? What, what, what flows naturally from two pack changes? This is, um, this is inspired by Shante because post Mipim, she's had me revisiting a lot of um, um, New Edition, one of the greatest acts to oh, ever come out incredible. of uh, Boston, and so all of the solo members' work. Um, and I've been on a Bobby Brown kick, so I am going to go with, which is actually fitting because. Sam McClary also mentioned Whitney Houston in her, she did. In her she leader did. as well. So we've yes. got a bit of Whitney and Bobby. Um, Love it. On EG <laughs> like Sunday it. morning. You can't write, I mean, we didn't. It's just <laughs> um, I'm gonna. So I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Brown, Every Little Step. Okay. Such a good song. Such, Fantastic. Such a good song. And Shantae okay. can do the rap in the middle of it. Work perfect. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe for the, this year's Christmas episode. Uh, yes, yeah. Give it, we'll give bring Shante in with a, with a fourteen-hour playlist and and a, and a free-form rap somewhere. <laughs> <in the middle. laughs> Marvelous. Thank you to you both. So yes, so uh, we will get that Spotify playlist set up, uh, and you can you can listen to those two tr- those two uh, certified bangers, um, and uh, we will only add to it as the weeks and months progress. All the more reason for Shante and Tim uh, to join on EGLSM as often as they humanly can. As if we need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you to you both. Uh, and to everyone at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>